Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I'm on your host, Jay Christie, joined as always by my co-host, Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? You know, I'm good. I'm ready for some DP, some double penetration in your uh, earlobes. Jake is fresh off another podcast, uh, so he's raring to go. He's fluffed. I, I, I really would. I was hoping that you were going to swerve into something less inappropriate, but whatever. We're here to talk about. We're here to talk about, as I like call Black and Tan, A Crime of Fashion, um, which is a fun title. Uh, it's about the fashion world, which is a world I don't know anything about. Um, and I, I honestly, I get the vibe that the writers don't know that much about it because it feels like it's mostly just like Zoolander. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, you know, every show's got one of these. I'm, I'm sure there was one on Monk. I'm sure you'll tell me the title of it, too. Mr. Monk Goes to the Fashion Show, but that's whatever. Okay, that, 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 I should have been able to guess that one. It was the one that uh, Malcolm McDowell was the murderer. Okay, gotcha, Gregor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, it's um, I'm not really the most fashionable guy either. Uh, but I do like to dress up from time to time. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's see how horrible the fashion is going to be on this episode. Yeah, it's not great. But we start off with, back in the day, Sean sneaking, trying to sneak out of the house on picture day wearing a Knight Rider t-shirt, not the sweater vest that his mom got him. And so, uh, you know, he ends up getting caught by Henry, who sends him back upstairs. And, you know, I I think that, I don't know if I'd go with the sweater vest, but I don't think you also want to wear a Knight Rider t-shirt. You know, that's kind of, my parents would get mad at me if I did that. Well, you know what? I couldn't relate because I went to school that had uniforms the whole right. time. So literally never a problem for me. Yeah. Um, so we caught to present day where Sean and Gus are both, they're, they're dressed, they're dressed up. I don't know if I'd say they're dressed fashionably because I'm not a judge of fashion, but I, you know, they're tr- dressed up on purpose. Um, yeah. They're hitting the town. It's uh, it's Gus's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, unsure how old they're, he's turning. Did we say, did they say? Unclear. I would say like early 30s probably yeah so they're heading to town and um you know sean has a special surprise for gus he's getting him into the hottest ticket in town uh some sort of chow clothing uh some sort of like event party it's well, not like, like a, a launch party of the new line correct yeah it's not like a runway kind of thing but it's yeah it's a launch of a, of a new line from their clothing line i guess yeah. i don't know and how did he get him in? Well, they he got him on the list by saying their names are Black and Tan. And you're like, oh, well, that's racist. I do love the running gag that Gus is tan and Sean is black. Um, right. So, okay. Isn't a Black and Tan like a drink? It is, yes. Um, okay. It is... Uh, is it Guinness and something? It's Guinness and Harp, I believe. Um, it's pale ale and a dark beer. Now, the thing is, if you... Uh, or if you're in Ireland, you have to call it a half and half because a black and tan is uh, a name for, I believe, English soldiers, and you will get punched in the face if you order a black and tan at a bar in Ireland. Just FYI. Good uh, to know. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I uh, could see myself drinking that. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I, I remember growing up, my on the St. Patrick's Day, my dad would always get a thing of harp and Guinness and make a little half and half because it cascades down. It looks cool. But he got on the list by basically faking a Filipino accent and making up these fashion stars named Black and Tan, which I would believe that there was a fashion duo called Black and Tan. That sounds like a real thing. Uh, sure. I mean, are there such a thing as fashion duos? Great point. I don't know. But I, I, I don't know. I'd believe it if someone told me. Yeah, I mean, again, you don't, and you don't know much about fashion, so. No. I, I, I but it. now, who is at this party that Gus is interested in? Uh... Which made me fucking laugh because apparently all the all the models, the most popular models in the downtown Santa Barbara area, which is just, you know, God bless you if that's what you strive to be. Because uh, most of these like models seem to be that we meet in this episode seem to be European of some sort. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure when they were growing up, you know, running them, doing the runways in Milan and stuff, they knew that their life was going to carry them to Santa Barbara. But anyways, the most popular model is some lady named Berlinda. Belinda. Who is she's I think the guru. Berlinda. I, uh, Berlinda. I, I wrote down Belinda, but I swear I I'm gonna say Belinda because Berlinda is, sounds dumb. But I'm not saying it's not Berlinda. But anyway, it, it is. It is. It is. It's Berlinda. Yes. So Berlinda is the gooey girl. Um, she's yes. gooey in the commercial. Yeah. 
And uh, Gus has come out, he's going to approach her, and Sean gives the advice, if you treat a woman like a person, then a princess, then a Greek goddess, then a person again, which is relevant for the end. Anyway, Gus goes up to approach her, he gets blocked by a guy, um, and we see, we see Jabella. Yeah, we see Jabella throwing away her drink. Sean notices that she's got, I don't know if you picked up on it, but I've seen enough TV shows that the bulimia nails, um, you know. What are bulimia nails? It's when, like, well, not like when the bottom of your nails are like, kind of burnt off, like they have skin peeling, because basically the stomach acid, you, you touch your stomach acid so often. It's actually pretty, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a noticeable symptom. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Uh, and so Gregor, the head of the, uh, also I just want to note that the assistant is played by, of course, the great Melanie Linsky, who's now having a renaissance. Happy for her. Um, I remember I once read on, I forget where, I don't remember, because I, I feel like I've known this since I was even, like, teenager that this i remember she said somewhere that this was one of the few american roles she's ever done that they let her play a new zealander and that's nice i'm happy for that yeah i was gonna say i think this is like the only time i can recall hearing her yeah her kiwi yeah the only other time i can think of is in like in peter jackson's early movies but those took place in new zealand obviously so (laughs) Um, right but yeah you know she's uh you know six seating you know the new zealand accent I always, that's an accent I'd love to do, because it's so weird. Some of the words, six is the word that makes no sense that they say it that way. Six. Why do they do that? Anyway. Sucks? Six. Yeah. I don't think I picked up that one, but yeah. I mean, anyway. But Gregor comes up, the microphone's a little too low, he goes to adjust it, and he gets electrocuted, he's dead. You know, classic murder. Yeah, shame for him, because he was, let's just say, dressed to kill. Mm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Had to do Speaking- it. Speaking of movies that aren't didn't age problematically, uh, no. Um, so, Wait, hold on. Is that is that the Brian De Palma movie? Yeah, it definitely aged problematically. I mean, we it's, talked it's about good. that because I, yeah. I saw it recently. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw it last year. It's good, but it did it has an age rate. Anyway, so uh, the one of the big themes going on now is that Gus refuses to work on his birthday, and so Sean is mad that a murder clearly happened in front of them, and he refuses to work. And so um, they. We then see Black and Tan talking to some other models that don't believe they mod. They don't believe Sean modeled. They believed that Gus modeled, but Sean, they only believe that he's a foot and ankle model. Right. I mean, you know what? Uh, Gus has great skin. He, he, I mean, he doesn't dress to my taste, but he's definitely always more put together than Sean. Like, yeah. since day you one. You can imagine him being a model, like in the catalog, you know, with an open, like, linen shirt on, in you know, the Hamptons. Yes, um, here's catalog, absolutely. Yeah. And so uh, Lassie and Jules come in, and um, they're, you know, just, he's mad that they're there. And um, Hen- in a, Sean wants to give theories, but Gus shuts him down because it's his birthday. Right. Um, he doesn't let him solve crime, but he lets him drag him to his dad's house, um, which, I mean, you know, they're a tight crew. So they head over to Henry's place, and um, they're a little surprised because it's a little after 10.30, I want to say, mm-hmm. and it sounds like there's some activity going on inside, and uh, it sounds like a woman's voice, mm-hmm. so they knock on the door, I think, and mm-hmm. which is in a weird... I don't think you would answer the door at someone else's house, right? No, like- you wouldn't. No, it's weird, but who answers the door is Karen, which immediately you're like, oh shit, what's going on here? Is this going to be scandalous, right? Karen uh, Vick. Karen Vick, sorry, yes. Like yeah, yeah, she's like, out of the office. She's Karen, you know. He's and we're on first name basis out of the office. Sure, um, okay. But gotcha. it turns out that she's not just there alone. She's there with her friend Susan, um, who is a single woman. She's single and clearly ready to mingle. Uh, I mean, not yet, but uh, yeah, kind of. Um, which I'm just I was thrilled to find out that uh, is actually yep. married to Corbin Burnson in real yes, life. Yes, so. it's Corbin Burnson's real life wife, which makes some of the stuff later more funny because you're kind of like, this is weird that this is like. In the yeah. show, but yeah, clearly yeah. they have fun, like you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Uh huh. So yeah, she's there. Yeah, like you said, Susan's there, and um, you know, she's obviously there to set up her friend. Uh, and she seems kind of nervous. Uh, she she works at City Hall. You'd think she'd be used to mm-hmm. all kinds of public appearances or whatever. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but no. Yeah, and uh, she goes by Sue, but at work she goes by Sue B, which I assume you've never had to be Andre B. Uh, ooh, I don't think so. Uh, no, I couldn't have been. Actually, I had to go by Mario because, okay, so you call me Andre. Mm-hmm. I've 
gone by Andre my whole life, except for the years from fourth grade until eighth grade. Because I was Andre B, and then an Andre B came to the school, so I had to go by Mario B. So there's, like, a group of friends that I still have to this day, like, they're mm-hmm. my ride or dies, that still call me Mario. And, like, they're the only people in my life that call me Mario. Yeah. I, yeah. There was, I was in a similar situation once where I was in a class with another Jake C, and so, like, there's just no much for you. You just call by the full name. No. <laughs> uh, so you were anyway. Jake Christie? Yeah. Uh, but that was just one class. I remember that kid, kid asshole, su- suggested that he be called Cool Jake and I be called Nerd Jake, which he can go fuck himself. But I hope that he's... What's his, uh, what's his name? What's his name? I mean, I'm not going to say it, but uh, it's, uh, you know, I hope that he's doing well um, in whatever uh, halfway house he's in. No, that's me. Um, Damn. I, I'm sorry. He's, he wasn't that much of a delinquent, but also, fuck off. Um, he said that to the teacher, too. Like, I'm like, come on, man. Like, I know I'm a nerd, but come on. You said it to the teacher? That's mean. Um... Anyway, um, so Vic ends up having to run out because uh, she gets a call from O'Hara about the electric cabling being tampered with. And um, Sean gets pulled into uh, into the, the kitchen to talk to Henry about stuff. Yeah, you know, Henry put a pretty disgusting spread out, just like cocktail weenies and like, I don't know, American cheese. On toothpicks, yeah. that's not what I you want to so do. I do love cocktail weenies, but you need it. I'll say this. If the cocktail weenies are not coming out of, like, a crock pot, I'm not interested. Yeah, it was unclear on the method of preparation. Because if they're getting uh, a little bit cold, you know, then that's... I mean, okay, saying. cocktail weenies are, like, what exactly? I don't know if I've had the, the base, The basic type is barbecue sauce and grape jelly is basically the, the two ingredients that you mix it with. But generally, the idea is it's... it's really? So, yeah. It's slow cooked uh, hot dogs with a sweet and a like fruit, like I uh, sorry, like a tang and a sweet is the general gist of it. I've um, never had cocktail weenies. I need to make that. I think it's like two to one, like two to one barbecue sauce to grape jelly. I, my mom has a really good recipe that I can send you actually in, in a crock pot. That's like genuinely one of the best things to bring to a party because you, you roll up with it. It's hot and like people are like, ooh, it's pl- something plugged in and like really oh good cocktail God. weenies. I'm going to make those. I'm making them. Yeah, I'm I'm a genuinely big fan of like good cocktail weenies because it's a different flavor profile than you get with normal hot dogs. But anyway, Henry doesn't want to talk about the weenies. He wants to talk about uh, Subi, <laughs> who is nondescript is the word he uses, which is wow, real. That's like a body blow. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough. Uh, yeah, it's not the best way to describe. You know what? I'd rather be called nondescript than ugly. But okay. Um, and he says that she's pretty, but you know kind of boring and prim which is definitely the vibe she's given off so yeah. I, I don't i don't necessarily disagree with him and he asked sean for his opinion and for once in his life he has no opinion or not one that he wants to share out loud at least with yes. his father yes clearly sean has not gotten over his parents divorce um you know he's just not he's Lord, not man yeah i know i mean the, the fact is though i think that there are a lot of adult children who are like this um you know at least that's what nancy myers movies would lead me to believe uh but anyway uh Gus refuses to do any work so uh, until 73 minutes later when it's not his birthday. So they go to the arcade, and at this time, the models are getting taken to the police station. We cut back to the arcade. They're playing some air hockey. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of glizzy action. In, yeah, in I mean, episode. there's a couple of glizzy gladiators. Yeah, there's, there's, they're gulping down some glizzies at the arcade, which well, yeah, I you, wish uh, I went to an arcade that had them. Do you want me to buy you – there's a new book from, like, this comedian who I kind of vaguely – see stuff on Twitter from my referred a couple podcasts called Raw Dog, where it's a book about the history and culture of hot dogs in the United States. Do you want me to get it for you? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, that would be great, actually. Um, I was, yeah. I was, you know, concerned about where you were going down. I, oh, after, after you started this podcast talking about <laughs> double penetration of the ears, you were concerned where I was going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. That, that's, my, that's my role to play. Yeah. Uh, so they're playing air hockey. Great. I'm a big air hockey fan. I feel like it should be more common places. Um, I agree. I, I, you know what? I can't stand that much foosball. Kind of fucking. Foosball is too hard. Honestly, the thing about foosball is I think that the the curve of being decent at it is too high for it to be such a common game. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, it's, yeah. the thing about it is like air hockey. I'm not good at air hockey. It's still fun to play with people who aren't good. If you have two people correct. who are not good at foosball, it's not fun to play. No, correct. That's absolutely accurate. Yeah. Uh, then they we cut to they're interviewing one of the male models. He doesn't remember where he was the afternoon. Truly, this is like this is worth the middle Zoolander. Um, mm-hmm. Most right said Fred. 
Then they're playing some DDR. I don't know what your opinion on DDR is. I have bad hand-eye and foot coordination, so I was never good at it. Um, yeah, I can't dance. Um, but I do remember one year when you named my fantasy team Vance, Vance Revolution, which I loved. Uh, and then he proceeded to completely shit the bed all year for me. But I mean, yeah. it happens. I'm like, when I won last year, not sorry, the year before last, when I won my fantasy league for the first time ever, only time ever, and I've been playing for uh-huh. like 12 years, uh, I won with my team being called Ridley Me This Batman, despite the fact that Calvin Ridley was suspended for the year <laughs> because of the rest of the year because of gambling. But you know, well, technically, you know, there's a real question mark on your roster. I never, I never caught him. I never caught him because he's the name of my team. I uh, Same thing with like when Clyde Rose Elaire, when I did the Fresh Prince of Elaire, didn't caught him. And you can't. Yeah. Do you know, did you know what my fantasy name, my, my, my winning team fantasy name is for like my big league? I, no. Which I won last year. And it's been this. This has been my name for what the last, it? I don't know, eight years. Uh, JD in the straight shot. Wonderful. Shouts to JD in the straight shot. Except not. Um... <laughs> so anyway, uh, they sh- then finally the clock strikes midnight, and so they show up at the station. Gus is looking for Belinda. Um, Berlinda. And when they- Berlinda, sorry. And when they <laughs> offer help, Lassie says he'd rather shower with a bear. Um, and. Sean points out that they're already embedded, that they're pretending to be models. And so uh, Vic ends up walking by and hires them because, uh, you know, they, they, they have an in. Yeah, they have an in. Um, not only does she want to talk about that, but she also is kind of, you know, it's really weird. Um, I know that this show is like juvenile in ways, um, mm-hmm. but I kind of don't like what they do with Vic so much. Like they always make yeah. her like super like, I don't know, like. I, I can't describe it, but it's just like the most. I think the the problem that they do is I think early on they haven't had enough time with her just being normal. That this should be like a every so often she's goofy, but it feels like she's only in the show to play against. Correct, time, if that makes sense. Correct. I mean, she's not yes. normal. She's not playing the baseline a lot. You know. Yeah. That like yeah, I agree. in every episode being stern and normal, and then like two episodes of every season she had a wacky thing. That's fun, but like when she's not in a lot of episodes, norm being normal, then it's kind of like well, is she only here just to not be good at her job yeah um, anyway. yes yeah she wants to know yeah, what so, anything about susan correct um and so yeah that's that's the b plot for this episode uh welcome um <laughs> so she reminds sean also she gets back to it and she reminds him that this is a big deal and mm-hmm. uh because chow bella and gregor are basically santa barbara royalty in a sense so mm-hmm. they need to solve this case so yeah. gus and sean Head over to the Chow Loss. Yes, and Sean wants him to move in, and Gus is like, I could definitely fit in here. I have this shirt, this shirt. These are my Kenneth Gulls. This is a photo of my mom's uh, <laughs> I love what? this. I love this. What is it? Uh, what, is she, what is she? Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Well, what are you on the skis? Jet, not jet skiing. Uh, water skiing in Montego Bay. Um, yeah. Just great. A great joke. Because, um, yeah, Sean yeah, so apparently Sean moved them both in. Correct. But, and Gus wants to leave until he sees a gratuitously placed Berlinda who just got out of the shower. Yeah, and then he's he's all in and he calls the window. Uh, great, great for him. Um, mm. I did like uh, that, like, a lot of his shirts kind of reminded me of, like, Dan Flashes in a way. Like, he's very Dan, that type. Dan, Dan. Dan who, Flashes? No idea. You don't watch I Think You Should Leave? Uh, what season is that in? The first? The second one. Okay. The one where he has Honestly, all those, I, those... I'll be honest with you. I, I've only watched. I've watched sketches. I haven't watched the episodes in full. I'm bad. Okay. 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 All right. I've seen Fine. the big ones, but yeah. Anyway, sorry about that. Sorry, Dan. I'll catch up at some point. So they then okay. meet Sigrid. They meet Sigrid, who is miserable and wants him to die. Um, and, who's played uh, by Catherine Isabel, who is like a, a queen in like the the horror industry of ah, not, not good horror that. movies. Yeah, she was in Freddy vs. Jason. She was in. Oh, these, she's like, in. Groups. She's in Ginger Snaps, which is a movie Correct. that's on my list of movies that I should see at some point. Correct. Um, yes. Yeah, that's the one of these that I know is actually good. Looking at her, uh, IMDb, it yeah. is crazy that like horror is like horror and like low low budget TV sci fi are two things that if you have one good thing, you can be in stuff forever. Like if you're like a fifth in the call sheet character on like a Star Trek show, you can be on sci-fi original shows for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Like, it's... It, it, you kind of do that... I mean, same with horror. But like, if you're in a big horror movie at some point, you can be in low-budget horror movies until you die. It's a sweet gig if you can get it. So. Mm-hmm. All you anyway. aspiring actors out there. 
Exactly. So then, also, what the fuck is the Chick-fil-A app giving me a notification at 10, 18 at night? Anyway. Um, Are they even open right now? No. I don't know. And I, there's not one close to me, really. I, I, anyway. Um, I just noticed that. I'm like, I got a... I didn't even know I had banner notification for Chick-fil-A. I only have the app because I occasionally get it because they are one of the few fast food places that does gluten-free buns. Anyway. Um... So they then have their initiation with the two other models, the two other male models, and it's a pillow fight. <laughs> this shit made me laugh. Uh, yeah, Gus, you know, they say they don't want to do it, and then Gus gets into it and smacks the shit out of this one dude. He goes flying across the room. I he calls him black. Audibly. Oh, it's a good job. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize that that was going yeah. on. Okay, yeah, he I laughed. He calls him black and not tan, <laughs> which yeah, is yeah. Kind of stupid because Gus, until like 12 hours ago, I never heard that name before. <laughs> he doesn't right, know right. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they uh, they want to then do some truth or dare with Berlinda to try to figure some stuff out, but they decide that um, they're like, no, 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 we're gonna go to a bar, do some O two. Um, what the fuck is O two? Like oxygen? No idea. I was okay. hoping that you knew. Um, okay. I was gonna say Fair fast enough. and keep moving. So then they have a bit where they walk through smoke, slow motion, some music, um, and uh, it gets interrupted though by Henry Spencer who. Pulls aside Sean. Sean's looking like a fucking idiot. I mean, I think that I don't think the show thinks he looks cool, but he's really looking like an idiot. Yeah, um, yeah, he looks not great. Um, that's a whole yeah. Uh, I mean, everyone on the show pretty much dresses in like I don't know, borderline affliction era like clothing. The mid aughts were really a problem. Like it really was like. A problem. Yeah, man. Uh, I think those were the years when, like, I would go to, like, I had an ex-girlfriend at the time uh, that I dated for four years, and she was from L.A. She's the one that I went to U of A with, so whenever we'd come back, we'd hang out with her family, and we'd go to clubs in, like, fucking West Hollywood, Hollywood, all that stuff, and, like, basically anyone over the age of 50 that was attending these clubs was wearing these kind of clothing. It, feel, it feels, the, the, their sense of, like, what fashion is feels very... My new haircut adjacent. Remember that old viral video? My new haircut. No. Uh, anyway. no, I don't. Well, people who remember it are fucking hooting and hollering. Um, great reference. I'm, sh- I'm sure they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, he pulls him aside and he's asking questions about Susan. Uh, yeah, he's asking questions about Susan. Um, he wants to know. Um, yeah, he apparently he's very disturbed by the fact that she seems. Very eager. She called him back, and which is leading to him to freaking out. He's basically going back to like his teenager mode. Yeah. Um, and then you know, Sean gets that call interrupted by mm-hmm. Karen by Vic. Mm-hmm. Nope, that's later. The- that's later. That's okay. Later. Okay, never mind. He gets interrupted um, by that. He doesn't want to talk about this, but his short piece of advice is: women your age don't have time to play games, and so just you know. And he, but he's basically just like, no, 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 I, don't, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. But as this is happening, uh, Gus and the other models get into a what looks like a Hummer limo, which you want to talk about the excesses of the mid aughts. Jesus. Yeah, you know what? I saw the other day. I was at the mall and I saw someone in an H two, and I'm like, wow. You know what? I haven't seen one of those in fucking years. I figured people just park them in the driveway and just never take them out anymore for fear yeah. of looking like an asshole. And they do look like an asshole. It was just. Tr- it was truly like. It would be one thing if they introduced a car that big and that got that, that, that poor gas mileage in, like, 1960. But the H2 was coming out. We knew this was after an in, in, inconvenient truth. We knew global warming was real. <laughs> like, it is crazy to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can honestly say I never, ever was into the Hummer thing. I guess it was kind of cool when Arnold had the first Hummer, but after that, it was kind of like, okay, you're just... Like, you know what car I was into when I was, like, eight and you were in... I think this is one of the biggest... This time period is a time where I think our age difference is very stark. Where, like, I... You know, my parents were like, Jake, that's an ugly car. And now I know it's an ugly car. But I thought that Scions looked so cool. And now I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Jake? What, like, you like the box one? Yes. I'm like, hell yeah, it's a box. And now I'm like, Jake, you're an idiot. You shouldn't be trusted with your own thoughts. Well, you know what? I, 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 I kind of like that car, too. I also really like the... The Kia Soul? I think that's a pretty... Yeah, I, I always like the Kia Soul, but I, okay, I think you and I probably have the same quote-unquote bad taste in things, because I always like the weird shapes, because like... I mean, yeah, I, me too. I don't I don't really give a shit about cars. I mean, I know yeah, you, I certainly right. know you don't give a fuck about cars, no. 
But like for me, I'm just like, all right, just give me the best deal, my friend. Yeah. And let's I mean, just keep the whole thing is that like, it's not like I love to live in New York, so I don't have a car. But part of me with like my parents, like if you move to LA, you're gonna get a car. It's like honestly, I really don't want to get a car until I can get one that's like small and electric that's affordable because like I don't care and you know. And so anyway, uh, you're gonna see me rolling down uh, La Cienega wearing a uh, you know, smart car. Um, yeah, so I wanted anyway. to get a I wanted to get a Prius, but I got cucked badly because it was my lease was up during the pandemic and there was like no yeah. fucking inventory. So yep. Yep. I was literally gonna put five thousand dollars down, yeah. and the monthly payments were still gonna be like five eighty. I'm like, no fucking way. Yep, you, you saw the paperwork and it said you replaced your name with Jason Clark. That's how bad you got cucked. Um, so anyway, oh lord. Anyway, so Gus call gets a call from Sean, and we learned that they basically left because they were creeped out by. Uh, Henry and so um, Gus hangs up. He doesn't want to be with them, and so then Sean goes to Chow and sees Emily there, um, and uh, she's you know very sweet, sweet and she's doing the Melanie Linsky thing that she did for most of her career until recently, um, which she's very good at. She's one of the best at it, which is why um, I always appreciated her, uh, and you know I'm glad other people do now. Uh, What's but the first thing you saw her in? Definitely Two and a Half Men. Okay, for me it was Detroit Rock City, I think. Yeah, she was in that. Um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I, I do recommend anyone who's a fan to watch the actors on actors she and Natasha Lyonne did because they're like friends for like twenty years, and it's mostly just them doing bits. Um, and yeah, very fun. Um, only for people if you if you're someone like me who likes to watch old friends do bits with each other. If you're someone who doesn't like that, like why? But also you don't have to watch it. Um, and Thank so you. we see that uh, I do love that she says that. She believes that he's a model and says, I believe your ankles are magnificent, <laughs> which is yes. very funny. And we see that she has a lot of designs, which is this is a very trope thing that the assistant, quote unquote, is also really good at designing. But yeah, correct. Um, and that's when, like, you know, she mentions that uh, she only has time to do this right now because she's on her lunch break and it's after 9 p.m. And so that doesn't seem to speak for a very healthy uh, work life balance Mm -hmm. um she doesn't seem very happy and so basically she says you know she has to go and that she hopes that she sees him at the funeral and it seems like there might be some romance budding between the two of them um we'll see what happens we will and so sean then looks himself in the mirror he looks like an idiot he leaves gus a message um and then he basically we see him that he's in his bed and he he installed a clapper that's something that's referenced earlier and he claps lights off. Did you ever ever have a clapper? No, never. Yeah, never. Not it's not needed. It was felt like a very. The anytime I ever saw one in movies or TV, I'm just like, at some point you will accidentally make a loud noise. So, well, your lights just go off. Like that's annoying. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's okay. I don't mind just like reaching over and turning off the lights. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, for me, I I, I think that. It's especially now, like that, cell phones exist. Like I never, have to, I just use my cell phone light if I'm walking across the room. Anyway, um, so they all. Sean gets up and he's disheveled, and everyone else looks immaculate, even though they all woke up five minutes ago. Um, and uh, Sean asks Gus if he learned anything last night. Yeah, and he starts talking about like the stuff he learned about Berlinda, which okay, great. Um, and the important thing Sean... there is that she loves lavender. Correct. Um, and Sean wonders if there's anything else he could have possibly learned. And he learned one thing that was going to help us out, mm-hmm. which is that Chabella in the last, I don't know how long, was mm-hmm. basically grilling all the models because she suspected that one of them might have been having an affair with her beloved Gregor. Yes. They were blinking. Um, so they go to the funeral. They go up to the casket. And um, one of the models is disgusted. Sorry, Berlinda is disgusted that he's wearing Hugo Boss. Um, and they, uh, you know, go past it. And um, they all seem to hate him. That's yes. what we're, that's what we glean from. Except this. we see that Sigrid passes a little love note into mm-hmm. the casket. Yeah, she seems to be the only person that is like um, very upset about the situation. Um, and yeah, so Sean and Gus notice that she has a love note, so they suggest that she might have been the lover. Mm-hmm. Um, Jules and Lassie show up, and they're there to see Chabella do her fake uh, eulogizing, I guess. 
Um, she does the whole thing where it's like, it's not a funeral, it's a celebration of life. So dance, have fun, you know, do these things. And she turns around and uh, she goes to the casket and she kisses Gregor. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a very long kiss. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very intimate. And wait, oh no, she's oh, dead. Is that uh, Nicolas Cage music? Because that's a kiss of death. Um, mm-hmm. Nice. And so, yeah. Because they thought that she was the murderer, but now she's dead, so what? Um then mm-hmm. we cut to Sigrid getting interrogated and um she's like, No, he wasn't I knew I was gonna leave her, but he wouldn't even let me drink out of the same glass as her. He is, you know, on a special yeah, yeah, you know, there's an important clue. Um but basically yeah. she says that she accepted it, so she was not behind it. Um mm-hmm. but of course the uh problem here is that she has definitely has a lot of motive to kill both of them. Correct. Um, but that's when base, when she gives up the information that um, you guys should really be looking at Emily Bloom because she's third in line. Mm-hmm. We didn't get the sense that she was high up on the totem pole before this but because mm-hmm. they treated her like a glorified assistant. But she was the vice president of the company. Mm-hmm. So technically she inherits everything by both of them being dead. So mm-hmm. it looks like she's cashing mm-hmm. in on both of them, you know, buying the bullet. Yes. Yes. So um, they they regroup outside, and basically that uh, Lassiter says that he needs to put the clamps on that Kiwi ladder climber, which Love you know. Yeah, so it's it's confirming that she's from New Zealand. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so we cut to uh, Jules going to meet with her, and we hear we or her talk about that she's got some samples to Alicia Silverstone, which I absolutely believe that Alicia Silverstone would wear whatever bullshit this is. Um, I don't think she had a lot going on at the time. Um, no, she didn't. The thing about Alicia Silverstone, which I'll always hold against her, and this thing I bring by the time she brings up, she oh was boy. apparently a very she was very pro pre chewing food for babies, like a bird. And she was on Watch What Happens Live with Pablo Lashky, who kind of teased her about it, and she got really mad about it. And it's like you are not allowed to say that you chew food and spit in your baby's mouth and then get mad at people and then make fun of you for it. It's a dumb fucking thing to do. Anyway, um, so tell us how you really feel. I just hate I hate crunchy earthy stuff like that, and so. Sorry, Alicia Silverstone. I'm sorry your career didn't work out. Did I? Did I? I guarantee you I've told you about my coworker who, um, he had his wife's placenta. Yes, we did talk uh, about this, and I okay. hate that too. Okay, science yeah. is real. Please stop it. You're not gonna hack. Acting like a fucking bird is not better for a baby than acting like a human being. Um, yeah, it's so ironic because she's the one who's clueless. Anyway, so should we then <laughs> learn that she's shutting down that? Uh, Emily shutting well, down. Hold on, hold on a second. Sorry, First, sorry. let's just let's just say no. Sorry, let's just say she's taking to the role well. She's yeah. like she's she's yeah. running it. She's working it. She's and she's doing good it, stuff. She, we hear her t- t- turning down. She said, "We don't need a bunny to go blind to tell you that it's bad to eat our fashion." Good stuff. Yeah. No. She she seems to be she seems to have been storing these ideas and she's been very much put on the back burner. Um, and she's so, not. And we, it's also really important that she's not mega me, mega maniacal. Because she, like, notices the person got new bangs and, like, is being attentive yes. to people. And so it's like, yes. oh, she seems like a good person, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah. And, of course, she is aware of why Juliet's there because no one else, no one started to gain more than her, you know? Correct. Yeah. And, you know, they get interrupted a little bit by um, a new pair of shoes. It, it makes the, the male, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say intern, but like some male employees say that he wishes he was a girl so he could wear these shoes. Yeah. And Which, luckily, uh, if, if there's any good reason to get rid of gender norms, wear those shoes, buddy. Do whatever you want to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? Um, but luckily for him, uh, Jules is there and she just happens to have fantastic looking feet. I don't know this if, if this is true, but let's just say it is. I'm not I'm not a foot guy. I assume you're not. But I, I, I don't want to put in my search history what uh, Maggie Lawson's wiki feet page is, but I'm sure it's up there. And I will... We'll leave it up to I'm, the experts. I'm only into one person's feet. If you're, if the answer is not your wife, then it's an issue. It's you. Oh, right, because I have those ludicrously <laughs> long toes. Yes. Thing, if, I think because I talk about how I have ludicrously long toes a lot, I don't even need to become that fake. I feel like I've even became, like, cueless celebrity. I have a wiki feet, wiki feet page because, like, I have. I'm not, you know. I think you could make some cash if you I probably you could. out there. I probably could, and I don't know how I feel about that, but we'll talk about it. We can table that for another time. Okay, um, okay. And so the shoes, shoes look fabulous, and, um, you know, she's asking, ordering, asking to order a pizza with uh, soy ricotta. 
Um, the company's going green, ending animal testimony, uh, testing. But the big problem for her is that she doesn't have an alibi because she was always around Gregor and Chabella. Correct. Um, yeah, I mean, that seems to kind of be where that wraps, except for Jules tries to walk out with the shoes and she gets called out. So, But great. also, but... but. Emily does say you. Why do you have to dress? You know you can dress better. Who says you can't dress to arrest? Is what she says. Which you know. Which is yeah. That's certainly a slogan. You can try. You know exactly. It, I the thing I like about this is that it ends up that she's just unambiguously a good person, which is always nice. <laughs> like it's just a character. Yeah. Like, like, nice, you know. Um, Correct. It was looking very scary for a second. Yeah. But yeah, we cut back to the office. Yes. Goss is preoccupied. Sean is looking stuff up, but Goss is oiling his head with lavender. He's not paying attention. Um, yeah, it appears that during his time at the Chow Lofts, he's lost a couple of points off the IQ because he's he's uh, he mistakes Emily Bloom for Judy Bloom, yeah. uh, which is fucking hilarious. Um, and yeah, that's when we mentioned that's when we find out that she was vice president, but she was treated like uh, an, a peon. Mm-hmm. Um, that comes out later, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sean gets interrupted by a phone call. Mm-hmm. Vic calls. And she's calling him about Susan and Henry. And she's wondering, like, why the hell Henry hasn't called her back? Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, dude, this is, like, fucking embarrassing. Like, what are we doing? Like, why, why yeah, is this? They, the there's, a, there's, there's a four-way call that's, I think, trying to evoke the scene from when Harry met Sally. Not that successfully. Um, I, haven't, so, I haven't seen that movie in so long. I, I just thought it was, like, a Brady there, Bunch thing. There's honestly. a great well, – there's, there's a scene where they basically, after they have, Harry and Sally have sex spoilers, they call uh, – Bruno Kirby and Carrie Fisher's characters and they talk with them. And the thing that's notable that is that they shot the scene in real time. So they didn't do any cheats with like this. Um, Did you hear by the way that apparently Tom Hanks was supposed to be in that role? Yes. And that he turned it down because he was happy being divorced, that he didn't want to do this. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean that, I don't know how much I believe that necessarily, but I know that Rob Runner didn't want to cast Billy Crystal because they were really good friends and he would have, was afraid of what would happen if he had to like Correct. boss him around. Um, anyway, that movie, is like, I love Tom yeah. Hanks. That movie doesn't work with Tom Hanks. He, it needs to be like a New York Jewish guy. Like that's the type it needs to be. The movie doesn't work. Oh, with Tom Hanks. I guess I'm not like, I, I'm really not a Billy Crystal guy. I, I I'm not a fan of him in almost any. I'm not a fan of him in almost anything else. But I think that if it was Tom Hanks, the chemistry would make would be too obvious. Like Tom Hanks yeah. is just too much of a sweetheart, you know. Like it just doesn't. Part of the movie thing, the reason it works because would that would that have would that have been his first role with her? No, right. Yes, it would have been by one year because Joe vs. the Volcano was 1990. It's Joe vs. the Volcano in 1990, Sleepless in Seattle in 1993, I think, and then, and then you got, got, got in 1998. Mail? Yeah. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. Anyway, so long story short, uh, they, um, she ends up calling Henry, and they end up setting up a date. Um, I does who cares? We'll get there. Um, yeah. But Sean looks at what Gus is wearing, and Gus says that it was designed by Gregor, but that's a problem because uh, it looks like something Sean has seen before. Correct. Um, this was one of the shirts that Emily um had designed, which. You know, if this company like survives all this, fantastic. But like, god damn it, it's an ugly ass shirt. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they think that uh, they they make the leap, which is understandable. That they were stealing her designs, and that is certainly motive. And so we cut to the restaurant, the wharf, where uh, Henry has taken Sue, and she says she's been craving meat lately. She cr- brings. Up, open a six yeah, pack. She's, she's craving me, all right. And she fucking pulls off her sweater. And wowie zowie, I'd feel uncomfortable if, if clearly the, the fact that it's her husband in the scene with her makes it like more okay, but it, 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 it is uncomfortable. I mean, okay. I, I personally, me, I would have been like, check, please, let's go. Mm hmm. Take care of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe the restaurant was really that good. And uh, I, I guess I Henry... I think the big thing is he just doesn't know what to do. He hasn't been on a date in forever. When do you think, when do you think the last time he fucked was? Honestly, no. I, I have... Because I, really, it's... there's You don't know a lot about what his life was. At. They don't talk that much about what his life was after the divorce. So I actually don't know. Um, but anyway, it's... I mean, he's a cop. So, like, yeah. cops are famous philanderers. So... Exactly, yeah. Maybe he, maybe he had a lot of action that's just, yes that's, I'm, I'm choosing to believe that yeah so that, but we cut back to the police station where we see the last he has a bag from the tie store because he's gotten his time mocked a couple times 
Well, oh, sorry. One last thing we forgot to mention. One last thing we forgot to mention. Um, when they're on that date, you know, uh, Henry like makes an excuse to. Um, no, that's that's get... later. That's 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 that we cut back to that. Is huh? it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's after they get the food. Because this is when they first get to the restaurant. Oh, oh, oh okay. So uh, Henry wears yes. his new tie, and then Juliet comes in. and She's dressed, you know. Like somewhat better, but it's 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 they play it like she's dressed <laughs> like a supermodel when she's just wearing like a more feminine pantsuit and has her hair down. <laughs> That's really all it is. But you know, I don't think she's wearing a pantsuit. She's wearing a skirt. I think. Sorry, a, a skirt. Yes, a skirt. A skirt suit is what I meant. Um, Correct. Yeah, a skirt suit. So it's like it's still professional attire. Um, and so yeah, they. So she attests. She says she would bet the farm that Emily is not a killer because just her vibes. Um, Correct. But the problem, of course, is that. The toxicology came back. It was poisoned. Um, it, it was from uh, the superfood powder that she drank, that uh, Chow Bella drank all the time. And, and then, who would be the person to give it to her most of the time? Exactly. Emily. Um, and so then we cut back to the restaurant um, where uh, Sue was offering to butter Henry's biscuit. Um, yep. Which is just, you know, she asked if he took a slug. Um. She took a slug? What does that mean? He, she asked, did you retire because you took a slug? Oh, right. She gives him a piece of meat. Like, there's just, like, a lot of... Just, I mean, a lot of innuendo going on. And when I say innuendo, I mean, like, barely. But then this is where he drops the fork to go call Sean and says that she's a carnivorous mink. Correct. Um, and, unfortunately, the call gets cut off because Sue, or Sue B., uh, Sue be getting after it. Yeah, Sue be getting after it. She she tackles him, pulls him into the bathroom, and you know, luckily we find out all is well. But I was thinking he got raped. Yeah, it, well, it's not good. But anyway, yeah, they they're, they're as this is happening, they're going into the fashion studio and they see Emily, and she looks like she's uh she's dead. There's almost another body on her hands, except uh, much like the uh, sloth in Seven, she lets out a gasp and she's still alive. Was that the, okay, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, that was a very terrifying scene. Yeah, I know. She, that's why That's why I always think of it whenever this happens in a movie or TV show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's okay, but they call the ambulance and they take her to the hospital. Um, so, you know, Sean. She wakes um, up. Yeah. And Sean's sorry. She, yeah. She's in stable condition and Sean's at her side. And he I do asks love her. That, no, I do love that it starts with her waking up black. What are you doing here? <laughs> She's still called black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so Sean gets to, like, asking her, like, basically what she had been doing in the hours before then, um, before he found her, before they found her. And she said that she had just had dinner. Unfortunately, there was no pizza behind, so she had uh, some of that superfood smoothie and a tofurkey jerky. Yes. And um, I do love that he is, like, that he is, like, Oh no! And she's like, ah, I was hungry. Like she thinks she's being critical of how much she ate. Oh <laughs> um, uh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, that gets Sean into act into action. Like, um, obviously, the superfood smoothie seems to be the common denominator in all this. Mm -hmm. uh, in the last yeah. two deaths, or yes. one death and one near death. So then they go so, to like a memorial party for like a launch slash memorial for Chabela and Gregor, and we learn through a slideshow that their 10th anniversary was coming up and in the state of California, that means assets get split down the middle, I guess. I didn't know that, but whatever. I think um, that's true. I know that's not true in all states. Yeah, um, correct. In California, I guess it is. Uh, and so... I think that makes you a common law yeah. uh, wife or whatever. So what we learn is that... Um, the, the police come and they rush toxicology for uh, Emily and she had the same poison in her. And so um, Sean wants to go up on stage and tell everyone everything, but Gus doesn't want him to. Yeah, he doesn't want... He, he I, At this point, it just kind of sounds like he doesn't want to be embarrassed by Sean's theatrics. So um, He doesn't want him not being the model to be revealed to Berlinda. Correct. But, you know, it happens. It's going to happen. Um, so Sean goes up there. And he asks for them to stop the projector. It doesn't happen. He's like, you know, carry on. It's fine. And I love that, you know, he, he mentions the fact that um, Sean, that he himself and Gus are detectives. And that gets Berlinda not so happy. And that's when 
you know, Gus tells her that he's only a part-time detective, and he says that he's Tan Gus, which made yeah, me... Yeah, Tan Gus is his name. Yes, it's a great joke. Correct. And uh, so, yeah. is not happy. Yes. And so uh, Sean says that Chow was murdered by Gregor, and Lassie's like, how? She was already dead. And I do love that Sean says, do I come down to your office and interrupt you when you're working? And Lassie goes, yes, all the time. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yes. Um, and that's when he mentions that that's when he starts to go through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So basically, Gregor was having an affair because he wanted out of the marriage and he didn't want to lose half of his company. Hey, stop it. Get off. Sorry. I'm so He's sorry. talking to a cat, for those listening, not a person. Yeah, she always fucking jumps on the screen and, like, oh. dicks her nails oh. in there. And, like, we're going to have to pay for that shit eventually. Yeah, Anyways. She's very adorable. Yes, she is a devil. Um, so, yeah, he didn't want to lose his company. So he tried poisoning... Chabella, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. she was bulimic, so the poison was extremely slow reacting because she kept throwing it up mm-hmm. um, all during this time. And while this was happening, concurrently, she was trying to kill him mm-hmm. because she knew about the affair, and um, she we and didn't like want to. If they were going to get divorced later, then they would split their assets half and half. But if it's beforehand, then it could be a fault divorce where she can use the affair as a way to get more. Correct. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't realize that, that. That I mean, I knew that it wasn't said that way, but yeah, I, I totally see what you're saying. Um, and so we see, we had seen, I think, before that, a little clip of uh, Chabella setting up like this sort of electrical, yes, light right, dress. yes, an electric dress. Correct. And so essentially, with her mm-hmm. uh, experience in electric, not electronics, electricity. Uh, yes. How would you even say that? Wiring. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Who cares. She was uh, she's the one that laid the trap to have Gregor electrocuted when he touched the mic stand. So and that that basically that happened before Gregor's plan was complete. So mm. it was basically they killed each other. So nobody else is to blame. Which I think that I'll say this, Bravo. Just I love that as a concept. I think it's just a genius idea for it's uh, it's crazy. I've never seen it in a crime show before. This um, is very monk like. Yeah, but I, I like it a lot. Just because I, I think that even I'm. I think I remember reading what somewhere. I don't remember. Maybe I listened to the commentary of this episode back in the day. But I think that they started this episode with the idea they wanted to do a, they wanted to come up with a murder where two people murdered each other all, all yeah. the time. And I think that they did it pretty well. Like it actually, you know, makes sense. Co- correct. Um, and and then, Emily so, got hurt because she was drinking a smoothie too. Yeah, I love that. Like Lassiter says, but what about Emily? And yeah, she was basically just caught in the crossfire because the same like green powder juice that was yeah. um, tampered with got her too and you and you can imagine that if gregor did not die he would uh be able to replace it out so that wouldn't happen you know correct so lassiter unfortunately is very um sad about not being able to slap the cuffs on someone um and he says he could have he could have told him about this in the in a call or an email but obviously that's not sean style because sean style was wrapping it up in the most stylish way ever Mm-hmm. And Gus yeah. seems very upset about what's going on. Speaking of style, we cut to Henry's place, uh, and we learn that he's going on another date, and he's wearing a turtleneck. He looks like he's he was invited to a screening of Bullet, which is a good joke that Sean says. Um, and yeah, we learn that he actually had a good night with Subi, and um, Sean. But Sean has a theory of why he's wearing a turtleneck. Yeah, that he has a hickey, and I mean, yeah. Uh, that's kind of like the the trope with uh, anyone having a hickey. Um, I remember back in the day, my one of my ex girlfriends gave me a hickey, and I was told that if you pressed a penny against mm-hmm. it, that would get rid of it. Um, didn't work. Uh, yeah, it doesn't sound. I, I, the science doesn't seem like it comes back on that, but it was worth trying. Yeah. Um, and what Henry's basically trying to say is that he doesn't want. He wants to be able to date people and not be awkward with Sean, and that he wants to be happy and that he wants his mom to be happy and that she's not coming back and so don't make it hard and sean's a big fucking baby about it um correct yeah. and i the thing is i don't the, the good thing is the show doesn't try to make you seem like the show thinks that sean's being a baby about it um correct and so we also learned that henry was the one who gave him the person that a princess line um and yeah i, I feel I, I feel bad for henry because he's trying to live a full life and have his son in it and his son yeah 
Yeah, as Gus mentioned earlier, like um, nobody wants to grow old alone. You know, mm. it's a it's a very hard thing to do, especially when like you don't really have someone there. You don't have a lot of family, and it seems like Sean's the only one there. So mm-hmm. I understand it. Um, and Sean, to whatever, I guess it gets a little bit better because he starts to joke with him about it at the end, um, and then he yeah. kind of just takes off. I think, and I think a thing that's kind of unspoken in it is that I think the fact that their mom is not around, he is able to idealize her in the way that she was when he was a kid, whereas he has mm-hmm. to see Henry and all of his flaws where, uh, you know. Yes. And so, yeah, I think that it's a complicated relationship, but what's not complicated is how we end every episode, which is giving episodes a uh, rating out of 10. What do you give this one out of 10? I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. I wasn't I a huge it, fan so of I. the modeling section, um, but I do like all the the Sean and Henry stuff a little bit, you know, yeah. not necessarily the big stuff, but that whole idea of, cause like, you know what? My mom is kind of going through that whole situation. So mm-hmm. I understand that. And I've always been super like, yeah, dude, do whatever you want to do. Like, don't worry about like how I feel about anything mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. And I, I like it because we were complaining about B plots previously. And I think that this B plot works cause it's character driven. It's driven by actual, real life it's it's not like a funny thing they came up with about to these characters it's like a real thing that people deal with with parents who are divorced mm-hmm. and clearly that like it's fun in a lot of ways that sean is in arrested development as an adolescent but there are also bad ways and this is one of them that he still has an adolescent's view of his parents divorce you know and so uh yeah um i also yeah. Think i just love the fact that it's two people killed each other it's just great stuff um well done that too, yeah. Um, yeah, 8.5 out of 10. Yeah, we where, where can people follow you on Twitter, Andre? You could follow me at Andre Barrera. And you can follow me at the Jake Christie. Please rate, review, subscribe, share the show with the biggest psych fan in your life, and more important than that, tune in next week. Next time, next week, as we talk about the season two finale, Sean and Gus of the Dead.